Happy Monday, or whatever day it is that you're listening to this. It's another episode of Dirty Brief, and I'm going to tell you guys a little confession. Are you a priest? Are you sitting in the back of a church with a screen behind you? Because I am ready to confess all of my sins. Although, this one's not really a sin. I am a high school dropout. I know you guys are like, what? But Alex, you are the epitome of academic scholarship. And I'm like, I know, hold back because it won't surprise you to know that I dropped out of high school and I was expelled from college. My rebellious attitude just can't follow the rules of a school, but it's not my fault. It's not. I was set up to fail in school from an early age. You see, when I was only in fourth grade, I was put into classes called gifted and talented. There was standard, there was honors, and there was gifted and talented. Now, I'll be honest, even at an elementary school age, I thought this was pretty cruel, telling kids immediately that they're standard, that they're never going to be anything more than the average, just a regular Joe Schmo or Jane Schmain. No, I don't like that at all. Nobody is standard. We're all unique flowers just doing our best to blossom in a beautiful world. But they told me, early on that I was gifted and talented. And they told me that I was already reading at a 12th grade reading level when I was only in fifth grade. And when they told me I was gifted and talented, I took that as my excuse to never try again in school ever. Why should I? I'm gifted and talented. I don't need to do your baseless activities of things that I don't care about. It set me up to fail. And by the time I got to my senior year in college or in high school, now listen, I didn't even go to a regular high school. I went to a magnet school focusing on acting. So I already was doing less the amount of work than a normal student. I was getting to do acting classes every single day that I went. And yet still, even then, I could not adhere to the social norms of doing my homework. I hated doing all this stuff. So I get to senior year and I say, that's it. I'm not going anymore. I was three days in. My parents couldn't physically force me to go. So I just slept for two weeks and didn't go to school. I refused to go. They weren't sure what to do. They weren't going to physically beat me because back then, even back then, I mean, they're not the type anyway, but I wasn't the type to take it. Again, my rebellious spirit was taken over inside of me. But what they did, is they got me a medical excuse saying that I was having a lot of uh, depression issues, a lot of rage issues. And so they set me up in this program called the Home and Hospital Program. Now, I didn't even know this existed. In fact, most of you probably don't know this exists because why would you? You probably were just going to school like a standard individual, but not me. I wasn't putting up with that. The home and hospital program is what they did for kids who were either 
uh, expelled because of violent behavior or they had a medical condition that meant they couldn't go to school or a lot of them were pregnant teenagers who couldn't go to school because they were pregnant or had already had a baby. So they were continuing their education, but from their home. And the way this would work is they brought us a phone to our home. You would dial into a classroom and there would be one teacher on sitting in a booth somewhere undisclosed location, secret shit. And then we would all call in and have a group conference call to the classroom. And it was the same like education as going to regular school. Like I didn't get a special degree or something like that. My degree is still a high school diploma. And what's crazy is those classes. First of all, I only had to go for three hours, uh, a, uh, three hours every two days or something like that. It was nothing, nothing. I had to take English and I had to take math and they were the most basic classes you could ever take. I mean, we were reading Shakespeare over the phone performing. And of course I'm performing. Why wouldn't I be performing Shakespeare over the phone? But the rest of the kids in my class, there was one kid who hit another kid in the head with a board, which is why he was at home. There was a lot of pregnant moms or, or teenage moms so many of them it's like oftentimes you would hear babies crying in the background and here's how this class would work the teacher she had a computer screen and she had all of our phone numbers on a on a screen and anytime one of us was speaking there would be a little pac-man head that would say that would be go next to our phone number so she would say okay right now alex is the one who's speaking but sometimes this woman would make the mistake of telling us that their screen was broken. So please identify yourself before you begin to speak. What did this cause? Bedlam, chaos, anarchy. None of us already want to be in school. So of course we just start making all these weird sounds. So she doesn't know where they're coming from. We're like, Arr! And she'd be like, who's doing that? Stop doing it. And we would make her cut class. She'd be like, that's it. We're not having class today. Obviously, you guys are not mature enough to handle this. Yeah. No shit. That's the point. That's why so many of us are in here because we can't exist in a normal school. So you tell us that there is a loophole to getting around class for the day. We're going to take it. This woman literally had to kick teenage moms out of class some days because their babies wouldn't stop crying. And you would hear the girl in the background like, shut up, please, please, I'm trying to learn. Pretty hilarious, if you ask me. Pretty hilarious. I went to school like that for three and a half months until the winter semester was about to begin the second half of my senior year at which point the superintendent of baltimore county school board said alex has to go back to regular school otherwise he'll have to get a ged but i refused to do that so my mom being a lawyer she talked down the superintendent instead of going to school full-time i would only go every other day for two classes english and acting that's all i had to do to graduate and so i did it i went 
And I don't remember much of that time period of my life because I was smoking a lot of pot and I was just doing everything I could to just be a curmudgeon asshole teenager. But you'll be surprised to learn, as I was surprised to learn, that somehow after taking a year off, I went to community college and took very base level classes like Health 101 and History 101, Theater 101, the easiest possible way that I could just take some classes so I wouldn't get kicked out of my parents' house. I was serving tables at Ruby Tuesday in the meantime, still smoking a lot of weed. And that's what I was doing. I was smoking weed and I was going to class sometimes. So then it gets to a point where all my friends are at college. I'm home alone. I've made some new friends with the servers and things like that, but I want to go to college. I want to get out of Baltimore. So I applied to a school in Pittsburgh where a few of my friends are already going, Point Park University. Somehow, in my transcript, I graduated high school with like a 3.2 GPA. And I don't know how I did that, but I got nominated for a scholarship called the Presidential Scholarship. And it was comprised of your academics, 3.2 GPA, your leadership skills, of which I had zero, and your community service, of which I had not even done the necessary 75 hours that I had to do from middle school to high school to complete a regular graduation. Somehow they just gave it to me. I don't know what I did. I have no idea. I think I slipped through the cracks somehow. So I get nominated for the scholarship. 250 kids get nominated. 50 are going to get it. And this is a $40,000 scholarship, $10,000 per year to go to school. This is huge. And I knew I could get this scholarship. I knew I could go in because I've always been able to talk my way into and out of situations. Even when I was at my worst, my mouth was constantly doing the work of someone that was much more intelligent than I was. So I go to Pittsburgh to go do this interview. And I'm looking at the other students that are around me. And these are like, you know, pure, like kids that look like they really cared about academics, kids that were a type A that really wanted to excel in school and impress their parents and their teachers. Not me. I went in and saw that the guy had a Baltimore Orioles hat on his desk. And I was like, oh, Orioles, huh? And he goes, yeah, you a fan? I was like, I'm from Baltimore. Of course I am. I wasn't. But then he just goes, wow, you think they're going to be good this year? And I was like, you know, you never know with the Orioles. And he goes, ain't that the truth? And he said, so tell me something about you that I wouldn't know by looking at your transcript. So I said, okay. I dropped out of high school. And he goes, really? That's not in here. And I was like, I know. I dropped out of high school. And he looked at me and he was, you know what? That's exactly what this school needs. We need students who know when high school is not challenging them to the level that they require and they are ready to step up into a higher level of learning. I can't tell you this officially, but unofficially between us, you're going to get the scholarship. And I was like, yeah, I know. And he goes, how did you know? And I said, because I'm gifted 
and talented. Later on, my rebellious ways would take me to my comedy journey. And that is where a place where I can truly use my railing against the rules to my advantage. Because in comedy, there are no rules. You do it the way you want to do it. You make your own rules. You push boundaries. You break the format to do things that nobody has ever done before so that you can excel. And if there's a proper way to do something, I can't do it that way. My brain says no. Putting together IKEA furniture is a nightmare because it is a step-by-step instruction. I need to figure it out my own way. The same way that I figured out how to go to school, how to go to phone school, how to eventually lead my way into a $40,000 scholarship is the same reason why I'm successful in comedy, because I don't go by the status quo. I do what I want to do, and I find a way to make it work for me. And when I think about that, I know I'm going to be okay. It's difficult. Because sometimes the river is running and you are trying your best to paddle upstream. But when you find that little tributary that's going your way and you carve your own path, magic happens. Especially when you're gifted and talented. Thanks for being here, everybody. Go check out my website, hoopercomedy.com, because some good shows are coming up. I hope you had a lovely Thanksgiving holiday, Christmas coming soon, Hanukkah, and everything else that you celebrate in this ridiculous blue-green globe that we call a planet. I love you so much. I'll see you next week.